Welcome to Behind the Screen, a bonus interview series from Forward Movement, featuring author conversations with our managing editor, Rochelle Thompson. Hi, welcome to Behind the Screen, a conversation with Nia McKenney, our May author for Forward Day by Day. Welcome, Nia. How are you doing? Hello. Thank you. I'm doing pretty well. Great. Well, it's good to talk with you and I'm really excited for your month of forward day by day by day meditations and for people to be able to spend time with you. Tell us a little bit about you for folks who who don't know you. Sure. So my name is Nia. I am 25 years old. Um, right now I am in graduate school. I'm obtaining a master's of music technology, uh, music engineering and technology. Um, at Indiana University, Purdue. And I have been doing music like my whole life since I was 10 years old. So that is most of what I'm doing at any given moment. Um, I also, I'm in Cincinnati and I work at uh, the public library. And I also am um, in and out of forward movement here and there. Uh, mostly in marketing. That's great. Well, I know you've been doing some work with marketing and social media and have interned with Forward Movement. So mm -hmm. you're definitely a part of the Forward Movement family and yes, it's I good am. to have you here. So tell us about your music. You Music is a big part of your life. What, what draws you to it? What gives you such joy? You write a lot about it. And so tell us a little yes. bit more. Um, so... I start, so I'm a, a singer, I'm a vocalist, and um, that is how I started. I started in choirs, and then when I got to college, um, in order to have a music major, you have to declare an instrument. Um, and I play guitar and piano as well, but voice has always been my, my instrument. And um, as I progressed in college study, like studying classical, so singing opera and arias and all of that, I learned so much about how, how much more to music there is than just your lyrics or a particularly moving melody. They're, you know, from artist to artist and performer to performer, there is so much that that person might be putting into what they are expressing to you. And that's also part of what I kind of focus on in my studies now is like the kind of science that there is in musical expression and emotion and everything like that. And so I, it's just something I can't get away from like when I write and when I arrange things, it's, kind of an endless world mm -hmm. yeah that's great well I'm sure you like all kinds of music um but do you have a particular in this context do you have a particular hymn or or spiritual song that um that you turn to the first thing that comes to my mind has been a favorite of mine for a couple years now um, I want Jesus to walk with me. So how does I, that go? It's an, okay. Um, it goes, 
I want Jesus to walk with me. I want Jesus to walk with me. All along my pilgrim journey, Lord, I want Jesus to walk with me. That's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. It's nice when your instrument is right there at the ready and you're so <laughs> it really is. willing and gracious to share it with us. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of the things I found you in your meditations, you talk about music and you talk about um, your experience as a young woman and what finding your voice in the church. Um, you also talk about your sisters a lot. So tell us a little bit about them and why they're so important in your life. Oh, okay. Wonderful. Um, my sister, so I'm the oldest. I have two younger sisters and we're kind of, we're close enough in age to really as we have gotten older like I feel so lucky that our relationship has strengthened like time over and over like they are so inspiring to me um in in ways that like they kind of show strength in ways that I both wish that I knew to show when I, as I have been growing up. Um, and also we're very, we're a very like vocal family, literally. We like to say, well, this is how I feel about this. And here's what I view on this. We're very, we discuss a lot of things and so there is just no end to the advice and the consultation that these two girls can offer. And it just, they surprise me every day with how wonderful they are. That's great. That's great. Well, as you were writing the month of meditations, tell me how you got into the mindset or did you have a particular practice that you did each time you sat down to write? I definitely did. Um, I wrote in a pretty short period of time. I think I took just a little over, um, just a little over a month. And that was um, a summer month. And so every, I would write almost every evening. That was the best time for me either the evening or the morning. Um, And I preferred the evenings because I could cook a meal or prepare like a snack and take it out on the the, like back deck. Mm -hmm. And I I was like following the sunset because my room faces the front where the sun rises and then in the back um, you can like so beautifully see the light move on the buildings yeah. as it's in a setting. So right. I would have my my snack or my dinner and I'd bring it outside and I would write with the sunset outside. Mm-hmm. And that was like I, I sometimes was surprised that it 
was so good because sometimes we might set up the expectation that like, oh, well, this can only work for so long, you know, before you get used to it. But that was my, my key. Yeah. Well, spending time with God's creation can be a, <laughs> a, mm-hmm. an inspiration, but I'm really glad that you found a way to, to keep tapping into that and, and going back into that. Mm-hmm. What did you find the most challenging about this process? I think the most challenging for me at that time was, so um, as I was writing, like all, all of the riots as Black Lives Matter just exploded across the world were happening on my street, like, because I live so close to downtown, every night I'm falling asleep to the sound of rubber bullets and otherwise and helicopters and sirens and shouting. And then I would wake up and think, I need to write something spiritual. I I need to write something reflective and yet the soundtrack to my life was so destructive. Mm -hmm. And so I feel that that was a big reason why I wrote at sunset because it was just the day would calm down kind of and, and I would have had the day to kind of calm myself down Mm -hmm. because I mean, that was a time when, how do I say? My whole, my whole life, I have had no other choice other than to be a, a Black girl and a Black woman. And now, or now and then, it was suddenly facing me in a way that felt mortal. Like, you know, my life could change tomorrow as I step outside. Right. Uh, and so that was very difficult to kind of keep keep that compartmentalized because I wasn't ready to let it bleed out into the other things. Right. And and write these what I wanted to be beautiful writings. Mm-hmm. That was very difficult. Yeah. Well, I know some of your meditations, you do talk about that experience. Mm-hmm. Um and how how do you hope readers what do you hope readers will come away with when you are talking about um, some tremendous pain and sadness and anger um, at at the situation? How do you hope readers will see that uh, and respond to that? I very much hope that readers would see this as not just kind of a, a, a lament by itself, but as a conversation that requires the reader to listen. Because a lot of the a lot of the pain and and anger, yes, that I mention is 
I think kind of hidden in this request to be listened to. Um, and so I would hope that readers can, can really take a moment to listen and to kind of think about how do I fit in with this person who I might not know and therefore how do I fit in with the people that I do know and that I can help with these right. issues. Right. Well, and certainly while that's a part of what you write about in your writing as a young black woman, um, you are writing about things that uh, your spiritual journey and your, your relationship with God and your connection and community and your family and uh, things that are, uh, though we have different contexts, are universal. And I think that's one of the, the appeals. Uh, and I, I think that's one of the things that people um, will resonate with people that we all, um, we all desire God's love and community and our family. And, uh, and so I'm looking forward to people having an opportunity to, to read that and experience that with you. Yes. What, um, so what's next for you as you are, uh, we're hopefully nearing some new stage in this pandemic and life and um, you're at this kind of wonderful time in your life where there are lots of paths forward. What's next for you? Yes, that is a good, a good question. So, um, well, literally what's next is um, I have been attending school remotely. Um, my courses are not in person. So though I, I would be um, in school and living in Indianapolis, I'm here in Cincinnati still. Um, so I hope what's next is um, that I get to move to Indianapolis and kind of experience class in person and with the, with my classmates, because this is a technology degree and it would be so great to get into like studios and stuff like that um I really am spending a lot of time uh kind of picking out figuring out and dwelling on what type of musical path I want to take um I've done a lot of live singing, um, like kind of being the, the person like invited to sing and then usually you just show up and you do it. Um, I've done a lot of that, but recently I have been trying my hand at uh, putting my own music together instead of working on others' projects. So I hope that that kind of I, I definitely don't want to be like, I don't want to be a, a pop star or anything like that. Okay. And I don't want to be famous. I just, you know, want um, to share. Yeah. So I hope that's a goal that I can reach. Well, you certainly have shared with us in the writing and that creative process. And we're really thankful for your voice there and thankful for your time today with us and wish you the best. Thanks, Nia. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm.